0: I'll be reading from Matthew 28, one through seven. And it says, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Thanks Lizzie. Hey, happy Easter everybody. So glad you're here. You look great. You look great, look marvelous. You know, when I think about Easter, words come to my mind like absurd, ridiculous, unbelievable because we're here today because we believe that a man, Jesus Christ died yet rose from the dead. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to talk, talk about. It's crazy to, to celebrate. It's a crazy thing. I don't know what's crazier, the fact that it happened or the fact that we believe it. Cuz it's crazy. It's absurd. But I believe it with all my heart. Built my life on it. Raised my family in it, given my time and resources to it because it happened and it is real that we believe that a dead guy came back to life and because of he came back to life that you and I have life. And I wanna share with you about it today. And if you're here today, listen, you, there's a lot of different people here today. If you're here today because you, you, you came with your family and man, you're excited about being here, you're excited about Easter, great. But the truth is, is that sometimes we get drug into stuff. Look, I'm a pastor, I get, I get drug into going to church stuff and sometimes I don't wanna go. And you don't wanna hear that from me, but it's the truth sometimes, okay? If you're here today, listen, you don't wanna be here and you feel like, man, I was drug here and uh, I can't wait for this next, three hours. I'm kidding. (laughs) Next 30 minutes to be over. Hang, hang with me for a second. Just give me 30 minutes here. Cause I've got a message. I think that will change your life because it changed mine. Once you think about, uh, you know, when people it, it, on the back of their cars, they, they, they have these stickers, like they have these stickers uh, um, that say like salt life. And, and, and anybody got one? Don't raise your hand because I'll make fun of you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> salt life or, or it'll say lake life or you got a picture of the mountains in life. and life. And I'm not sure the people that actually live in these places have those. I think those are for us to make it feel like we live in those places. <laughs> and I started to think about just what if we had... Other areas of our life on the back of our car. Other areas that, that were just, just part of our life, like what if we had a sticker and it said traffic life? And we said picture of two cars stuck together. Or what if we had a picture of the stomach bug life and somebody just been over a toilet, stomach bug life. Or what if we had the raking leaves life? Just a picture of a guy with a rake, raking leaves life. I know it's not that great, but anyway. Or if you're a student, what if we had homework life? Homework life, It's got homework life. Homework life. Or what if we had time change life? We love time change, don't we? We love that. Time change was a picture of the clock going backwards or forwards, whichever time of year it is. Or pollen life, picture of someone sneezing or paying taxes life, a a picture of dollars going out the car or something like that. But what if I gave you a picture of something different? What if I gave you a picture of raised to life? And it was a picture, you rode around your car, the picture of a guy raising up out of a coffin. How many could ride with that in the back of your car? Everybody go, you're weird. I don't know if it does it get any weird and bleeding in a dead guy raising back to life. But I want to talk to you about being raised to life. You see, Jesus was raised to life, not just for just a ceremonial thing that we could be here and we could celebrate and everything. He was raised to life so that you and I could have life. That he was raised alive for one purpose, to fill God's purpose so that you and I could have life. And there's a scripture in Romans 4.25 that says he was handed over to die because of our sins. That you and I, you know, the best our best efforts are not good enough. We're sinful people. We make mistakes. We do wrong. We fail. And, we, and Jesus Christ paid the penalty. He was handed over for our sins. But he was raised to life to make us right with God. Now, that scripture doesn't say he was raised life to give us life, but let me share something with you, that if you were made right with God, you have been given life. That you have been given life. That, 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 that scripture right here where it says made right, that, that God has declared us right, is an accounting term, that God has calculated everything you've done in your life the good, the bad, and everything, your sins, he's calculating he says, in spite of all that, because of Jesus Christ, I declare that you're right. I declare that you're good. I declare that you're okay. I declare that you have life. But what does that life look like? Why is this so important? Why is this such a big deal? Well, I'm gonna give you three reasons and in each reason I've got a visual. I got a visual, just a visual that I hope it helps you to remember what this is about and why this is so important. The first is this: we've been given a life we experience real peace. We experience real peace. Now, a lot of times people think that peace is the absence of chaos. As a matter of fact, if you're the mother of a young child, then you know that you'll run to the bathroom because that's the only place you have that seems peaceful, and lock the door, turn up the TV. But it's not the absence of chaos, that real peace isn't the place where like, hey, we're gonna find calm, like it's vacation and everything. There's certain times for that. But peace is when things are settled. Peace is when things are secure. Now think about your life for a second. When you don't have any money, then you don't feel security. And that leads to a lack of peace. Or if you've got conflict with someone, you've got conflict with somebody and you have this conflict and it's not settled, there's a lack of peace. And you and I, we have this lack of peace because of our sinfulness, because of our sinfulness, because it, it created this separation. There's this lack of peace in our lives that without being made right by God, we have this lack of peace. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever, uh, anybody have, a, you on a pickup truck? Okay, raise your hand, help me out here. Let me see who I'm working with. All right, got almost everybody in the room. All right, great. There's two types of people in the world. There's people who own a pickup truck and people who borrow their trucks. You know what I'm saying? And if you've ever had a pickup truck and you put something in the back of the truck, there have been times in your life where you thought to yourself, do I need to strap this down? You may even ask your friends, think I got to strap this down. And usually a lot of times the answer is, what? I think it'll be all right. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. I've done this many times y'all. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you've ever seen the little round white tables that we have here at church. We have these round tables. We meet around. They're, they're plastic. At 55 miles an hour, if they're not strapped down, they're like flying saucers, y'all. I'm serious. I've spilled them. I've spilled them. I've seen them rise up. You want to see something rise up? I've seen them rise up and take off. As a matter of fact, years ago, when we first started this campus, we were meeting at the high school. We are meeting at the high school, and uh, we only had one baptistry, one portable baptistry, and I went to go get it. Uh, it was Sunday morning. I got it, and I put it on the back of the trailer, and I thought to myself, do I need to strap this down? I thought, that'll be all right. It should be fine. Well, anyway, drove to Alcovee High School. The baptistry was there but the lid was nowhere to be found. I have no idea what happened to the thing. Well anyway, so immediately we turn around, go back and look, and I don't know if, you've, if, you, if you know where 213, Highway 213, where the bridge is right there, it's got a little dip. I found it laying on the side of the road right there, the lid to the baptistry, And the whole thing, I'm just thinking it's gonna be all right. Well, a lot of times we live our lives like this. As a matter of fact, I was at Home Depot this week. I saw two guys in a car with a four by eight foot sheet of plywood, one holding on one end and one holding on the other end. And I thought, well, good luck with that. And let me get in front of you, you know? That is how we live our lives. Let me share something with you. When things are not secure, when they're not settled, it leads to a lack of peace. That you're constantly looking back. Think it's all right? Is anybody gonna see if this spills out? Are they gonna know when this falls out right here, is it gonna make a big mess? Is somebody gonna get hurt because I didn't have this secured, I didn't have this taken care of? Jesus came to give us a life that we would have peace. I want you to see the scripture right here and I want to give you a visual. It says, therefore, we have been made right in God's sight by faith. You place your faith in Jesus Christ and it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, you're made right in His sight. It he declares you righteous, it's crazy. That's what he says, you, you accept Christ. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. It's not what you and I do i can't do enough good things to create peace with god that it's not like you got to scale and if i do more bad than good it just doesn't work like that there's not enough good to do there's not enough smarts there's not enough there's not enough money you could give to charity you just can't do it it has to be what jesus christ has done for you we have peace and then he says because of our faith god has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory, that we had this, this peace about us, man. we look forward to the future. We look forward to what God's doing in our life. And so I started to think about this whole thing about peace and securing something down, and you and I are carrying a load. You're, we're carrying a load. Why don't you strap that thing down? Why don't you strap it? Why don't you strap your life to Jesus Christ? Why don't you ratchet it down? And here's what happens when you, when you ratchet something down. You don't look back. You're not wondering what's going to happen. Wonder, wonder, wonder if I'm going to spill this out. Wonder if this, if ever they're going to... The creative universe knows everything about you. He knows everything that you have done, everything that you will do. And he says, hey, you're righteous in my sight. Why don't you strap yourself to that guy? Listen to me. Hear me on this. Why don't you strap yourself to the guy who died and rose from the dead? That's the guy I want to be with. And he says, when you do that, then you experience peace. Well, the second thing is this. It's not just a life of peace. It's a life where you encounter radical hope. Now, during COVID, um, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I was, I was in a hunt for watching things on TV. There wasn't a whole lot to do. I felt like the whole church was falling apart, and the whole world was going down, and nobody had any toilet paper. I don't know if you remember that time, right? It was a bad time. And so... There was a show that came on, I'm from Virginia, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, but I grew up in Virginia. There was a show that came on and it was UVA basketball team winning the national championship. I can't even, I think it was 2019, I think it's when they won it, but anyway, and it, was, it came on and I was just, I was I was down y'all. I'm telling you, like I was down, I didn't, I didn't call everyone up, hey I'm down, pray for me, probably we were all down at some point. And I'm watching this, this show about UVA winning the national championship. Because in every game, they were supposed to get beat. They were getting beat. At the end of the game, they were getting beat, and it looked like they were going to lose. And and I thought about this last week when Hunter Holbrook was preaching. Hunter used a phrase, when preaching about the Lord's Supper, he used this phrase that it doesn't end like this. And in that episode of UVA, I watched it at least 10 times. As a matter of fact, my boys came down, they were like, you're watching this again? I said, I need some hope, man. I need to see somebody win. They used this phrase that said this, the guy said they were losing and they were, and all of a sudden something happened. The team, the other team made a mistake. And he said, maybe it doesn't end like this. And then that became the theme for the next game where they were sitting around and they said, it doesn't end like this. does not end like this. So many times in our lives, we think I'm going down that it's going to be in badly, that this is, this is not going to work. And, and that the enemy has this great, uh, this great uh, ability to want to rain on us and rain on our lives. And, and, and create do we walk in this cloud or this funk over us and everything like that. And I love what Paul writes here when he talks about the life that we have. Why not you look at this for a second? He talks about a life of hope. He says, we can rejoice too because we're never going to have any problems. When you follow Jesus Christ, you're never gonna have any problems. That's not what he says. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems. When, not if, and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment. That you and I, when you follow Jesus Christ, that something supernatural is going on. It, it may seem like nothing's going on. As a matter of fact, last night, we had our, the first Saturday night service we've ever had for Easter here. We had, it, it was great. But Saturday is the worst day of, of uh, the, the resurrection things. Like Jesus died on Friday, that was bad. Saturday, he's dead. All the dreams have died. If you want to talk about disillusionment, despair, nothing is going on. Nothing's going on. There's just simply, they have to wait it out, waiting till Sunday, waiting it out, just sitting there waiting. So Friday's bad Saturday is called Black Saturday. That's what it's called because it's just so dark. So many of us, man, you're living in that right now. You've got problems. You've got you've got trials you're going through and you're thinking, there's no way out. I've I've messed up. I'll never get through it. It's too late. i want going to hear. It. I want you to hear it. It's not too late. As a matter of fact, I, I wrote down some some just some problems and some trials that we all have in our lives. I started to think about disease, disaster, divorce, decisions, dumb decisions. Like not strapping the tables down when you take them defeats, despair, death, listen to me, none of them are a match for Jesus Christ. None of them are a match for the one who died and rose from the dead. And the scriptures say the same power that rose him from the dead is inside of us, lives inside, that God is working in your life and in my life. He's working, listen, and he's not just working to change our circumstances, which he does sometimes, he's working to change us. He's making us stronger. He's giving us a hope that it will endure. He's changing our character, that Jesus Christ, there's hope and you're not going to be disappointed. You're not. That just as when Jesus was in the tomb, it seemed like nothing was going on. You may think nothing's going on in your life. Listen, I'm telling you, he's working in your life. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had, uh, we had baptisms here. And this was the first uh, Sunday in a long time when we set up the baptistry. We didn't have anybody sign up because uh, sign up for baptisms. because we have a portable baptistry. We just don't do baptisms on the spot. But we set it up we were going to teach on baptism. And there was a guy, Jeff, one of our volunteers was putting up the baptistry and look, it was pouring down rain. It was, I mean, it was pouring down rain. And I was watching him, and I said, now listen to me. I don't know if anybody's coming. I told him, I just him to know, like your efforts, I appreciate it, but nobody may come. He said, it's okay. And so we set up the baptistry. And I know there were people in the audience that were sweating it out for me. I know people are like, oh, Gary's going to look stupid. on As a matter of fact, when somebody came forward and got baptized, people were like, ah. <laughs> that's the life that we live. Listen to me. Where it seems like nothing's going on, but God's working. He's working in your life. He's working in your friends. Life. He's working that we have a life of hope. And you may be in a season right now where you're not seeing anything. Maybe you're on Friday, man, where you're thinking something's just died. Maybe you're on Saturday, where you feel like nothing's happening. But let me share some Sunday's coming and Jesus Christ is going to work in your life. It's a life of hope, which leads me to the last one. I forgot my illustration. Cut me some slack here. It's my third time. All right, here we go. <laughs> Do you want to see it or do you want me to move on? Who wants you to eat lunch? Okay, great, so. I'll bring it out. Hope's like an umbrella that it's raining, but Jesus has got you covered. And you might be getting wet. Maybe your feet get a little wet just as this umbrella covers me, the blood of Jesus Christ has covered you. Listen to me, hear me. Look, I made a joke about it. But I don't want to run by this. There's nothing in your life that he can't handle. There's nothing in your life he's scared of. There's nothing in your life he goes, man, I don't know if we... No, there's nothing. Everything, every problem, every trial, he is the answer. He's got you covered. It's a life of hope. He can take care of you. Now the last one it's a life of love. Can I get it? Thank you. I have fallen in love with ice cream sandwiches, y'all. I know it doesn't look like it. I have I've fallen in love you with know, people are like, you like Ingles? I do like Ingles. They're my favorite of all the store brands. Do you know that Ingles actually bought out seal test dairy? And that's what, that's been, I know some of you are going, no, I'm going to try them. You, try them out and try. You're going to see I'm right. I'm always right. Anyway, so <laughs> ask my wife. So I could eat a whole box of these, literally. I could eat every one of them. And if I did, I would be filled with love. <laughs> <laughs> now we all want to be filled with love. We do. You may not look for it in ice cream sandwiches, but you're looking for it. You're looking for it in a relationship, you're looking for it in success, you're looking for it in finding some kind of esteem, accomplishment, some sort of possession. We all wanna be filled with love. When you follow Jesus Christ, it's a life where you experience redeeming love. This is love you can't buy, you can't purchase it, you can't earn it it's what jesus christ gives it's a redeeming love it's a love the word redeem means it's bought for you that or it's repaid and in romans paul writes a little bit about he says for we know how dearly god loves us because He has given us His Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. When you accept Jesus Christ, His Spirit comes and lives inside of you and it reminds you that you're loved. It, It actually fills your heart with love. This unconditional love, we live in a culture that is everything, almost every part of love is conditional. But He says that you are filled with unconditional love. And then He tells us just how great a love it is. I want you to hear these words. You know, there's a lot of famous verses in the Bible But sometimes these are, to me, the most beautiful. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might, perhaps might, they might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ Jesus to die for us while we were still sinners. I don't know if there's any more beautiful words to be read. See, Jesus Christ didn't wait for you to get your stuff together. He didn't say, hey, you start working the program. You start doing this. You start doing that. And then then you know what? Then I'll die for you. Then I'll love you. Then I'll accept you. Then I'll receive you. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Jesus said, you put your faith in me because I'm the one who died for you. I'm the one that went to the cross. I'm the one that took your pain. I, I, I took it for you. I suffered for you. I died for you. I was the one who was crucified and did it for you. And you accept Jesus Christ. It is a life of love. And I wonder today if you've got those three things, any of them. Do you have peace that's that's real? I'm talking about, I'm not circumstantial. I'm talking about it's real. That you have this peace, man, that I got nothing to prove, man. The king, the king of the universe, he has declared me right. Do you have hope? Do you have this radical hope that when things are going south, that you believe that, man, I'm going to be okay because of Jesus Christ. He's bigger than my problems. He's bigger than my failures. He's bigger than my mistakes. He's bigger than the season that I'm in right now. Do you have love? That's unconditional. That's a redeeming love that's making you better. Because those are all found in Jesus Christ. They're only found in him. And so this is how I want to end the message. I want to end the message uh, with your connect card. Cam told you to hold it out. If you, if you'd grab that for me, uh, it's a little weird, but once you get past a dead guy rising back, everything seems normal. So anyway, if you grab your connect card, three people in this room, three types of people, A, B, and C, A, B, and C. And so I'm going to walk you through Maybe you're an A today and you need to accept Jesus Christ. Never accepted him. Heard about him. Maybe you've been to church a bunch, maybe today's your first time. But you and I never accepted Jesus Christ. What if today was your day, that you're gonna accept Christ? I'm gonna give you an opportunity in just a second. Maybe you're B today, you're a bee. you're here today, you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And we're gonna celebrate you being a believer when you're done with these cards, we're gonna leave them in the seats and, and, and my staff's gonna pray for you this week. But maybe you're a C, when you're here today, you're like, Gary, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not, not, I hear you, I understand, I'm here, but, and so I'm considering it. You're just simply considering it. I wonder if you would just take a moment and write in that Connect card, write your name, as much information as you're comfortable with, and put where you're at, A, B, or C, and then at the end of the service, uh, which is coming up, They'll be picked up and we'll pray for you this week. But I do want to ask you this, if you're if you're an A or a C. If you're an A or a C, I wrote up this prayer that maybe resonates with you. Maybe, maybe you could pray this prayer today. It just simply says, Jesus, I know that I need you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose from the dead so that I may have life. I want your peace. I want your hope. I want your love. Today, I am following you as Savior and Lord. Maybe it's a prayer that you could resonate today. And so I'm gonna say a prayer and I'm gonna ask you to mark your card. And if you're an A, you write an A. We we will celebrate that. We'll get with you, we'll contact you. If you're a B, we will celebrate. If you're a C, we will will celebrate and pray for you. And then at the end of the service, we're gonna have a song and Cam's gonna come in a second. If you want prayer, we've got a decision room. We just opened up a decision room, which is my right, your left. Mitchell and Stephanie will be there. We'd love to pray with you about anything that's gonna go on in your life. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, first of all, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for this day. That you rose from the dead. Crazy, crazy talk, I know. But Lord, we believe it. We're here to celebrate. To we'll celebrate you. And Lord, this means that you, ra- you were raised to life so that we could have life. And so, Lord, I pray for the people in this room today. I pray for those who are A's, that they've never accepted you, but they're going to today. And Lord, I pray for the B's here today who are just, they're already believers and they're here just full of celebration, just remembering all that you have done for them. And then Lord, I pray for the C's, those that are just not quite there yet, Lord, that you would speak to them, that you would show them that you're real and you love them and you have a plan for their life. And Lord, together, we just thank you. Thank you for we, that we could be here. Thank you for the hope that we have. Thank you for the peace that you have. Thank you for the love you have. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.